It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. It's Simon Marcel. And my accent, c'est français. French. So welcome to the Rendezvous. I want to start the show, before I get to your phone calls, with a quote that I found somewhere on, online. I don't remember where, but I thought it was very true. It said, it's not someone else's job to love you. It's your own. And meaning, you know how sometimes we feel like because we're in a relationship, the weight of always, you know, making the other person feel love. But that has to start with making ourselves feeling love by ourselves. If you don't love yourself, I don't see how you can love somebody else. It's like a relationship is not to repair each other. It's to build something together. A relationship is not a therapy. A relationship is a construction. I, I really believe that. So just something to keep in mind to start the show. Now it's time for you, for you calls, your questions, 855-905-8255. Any questions for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Katia. Bonjour, Simon. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're most welcome. What's going on? Well, um, my partner and I, you know, with the state of the world and everything, we've just been having so much, so many problems with our jobs and um, finding new work and with money. It's just been so difficult. I guess my question is when we're both, you know, feeling down and the weight of the world on our shoulders, do you have any advice on how we can keep each other motivated to keep going forward? Yes, I think I do. Um, in which part of the country do you live right now? United States. Not that I understand, but which which part of the United States? <laughs> um, uh, we're in Chicago. Okay. So, um, I live in the Midwest too. So, when things are difficult, you've got to pick up on little pleasure together. And actually, um, whether it's in Chicago or in the Midwest or anywhere in the country right now, the, the fall, the foliage... It's just magnificent. And I say that to you, why? Because the best recipe against depression is little nuggets of what the French call joie de vivre. Joie de vivre means joy of life. And so you decide together to look for the best foliage and you guys take a picture. You decide to cook a little soup for each other and you cook it together. You decide to do little little things, nothing costly. Things Most of those things are free anyway. Very, very cheap things or free, like to look at you know, the beautiful sunset. Why? Because you need to bring back, inside of the relationship, when everything is thunder around it, gray and dark, a little bit of the light of the candle of la joie de vivre. And that is little pleasure that you can find in every day. Do you see what I mean? That's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you. That's a great reminder. It is the most wonderful time. Everything's changing right now. We've got to get out and it is. It, it, is, it is a sign of evolution and hope. If you go to my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, I post all my foliage, my pictures, because right now, just like, you know, during the day when I'm not working or preparing the show, you know, it, it's lonely, it's hard, and sometimes it's depressing all the news. And I look out by the window, take my car or walk, and see the beauty of the foliage, and then I prepare a little, a little grilled chicken breast, and just that, that, that just makes my day. It makes my day. So... That's that's my advice. Find your own joie de vivre together. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Simon. You're most welcome, Katya. Thank you for calling and have a good night. You too.
You know, I was just mentioning the, the power of the joy of life, the power of la joie de vivre, this French expression. Let me expand a little bit of, of why I call it a powerful source of happiness, la joie de vivre. Next. Have you ever heard of the expression, this French expression called la joie de vivre? It means the joy of life. It's a French-based expression to find joy in everyday life. It's not something huge. It's something very little. I give you an example. Um, breakfast, you cook something, whatever it is, you prepare something that you really, really dig, something you really love, right? You prepare your meal for work. Maybe it's a chicken sandwich with mayonnaise, maybe it's a tuna sandwich, maybe it's a sushi, whatever you like. But you prepare it with care and love because it's gonna bring you joy. La joie de vivre, the joy of being alive. And you feel this joy of being alive when you look at a sunset and a sunrise. Check my social media, at Monibre Radio. You look at the foliage, you look at your partner, you look at a good book. La joie de vivre. And you know what it does for you? I'll tell you that next. So, now that you know that la joie de vivre is the joy of being alive and finding little pleasures in everyday life, what does it do for you? It makes you feel good. It relaxes you. It makes you feel alive. La joie de vivre, the joy of being alive, the joy of living. And you find those things, those little nuggets of, of life in little simple pleasure. It's not expensive. It's what makes you feel good, a song, a movie, and that will bring you energy against the craziness. It helps you and the universe to connect in a positive way. Look for your own joie de vivre, and if you don't know how to do it, really, go to my social media, at Monib Radio, and there's plenty of videos of me finding my own joie de vivre. Maybe it'll inspire you, hopefully. You call that next with your questions, 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Georgina. Bonjour, Simon. So I know you have a romantic story to share. Uh, I'm all ears. Um, this is about my significant other, mm -hmm. but recently, my very good friend passed away, and oh, sorry for your loss. Yep. Thank you. Um, she and I used to, whenever we were having a hard time, make from scratch pad thai. <laughs> And um, okay. it was a really special memory with her. And we would do it a lot over the years. Whenever, you know, one of us was having a hard time, we would do it for the other, that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so my significant other recently made from scratch pad thai for me because he knew I was having a hard time and I came out to dinner and it was just so special and sweet and it meant a lot to me. Not only did I, like, remember her in that moment, but helped carry on the tradition and it it just it was very lovely how did that make you feel just so loved and um i guess honored <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah, no exactly and i just uh yeah i just really i felt like um he really understood what i was going through and knew just the perfect thing to do absolutely Absolutely. Well, you know, very, again, sorry for your loss, and, and thank you for sharing that story, and, uh, and uh, you man did a good job, so, so I'm more, you know, very <laughs> pleased with that. Um, uh, have a good night. Thank you so much for calling, Georgina. You too, Simon. Good night.
Coming up, I am going to go answer somebody's voicemail because she likes a guy and she has a question for me. So I'm going to help her. Her voicemail is next. If you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, just call 855-905-8255 and leave me a voicemail or comment or anything you want to ask me and I'll answer just like for this one. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. I need some advice. I met this guy online and we had an amazing first date and I've never connected with somebody like that before. And I think, you know, he really likes me too, but he and his girlfriend broke up three weeks ago and he told me that he doesn't think he's ready for a relationship. Um, and then we've kind of saved friends since then. And it's been okay, but I still really like him. And I don't know whether I can continue to be his friend, but I also really want to have him in my life. So what do you think I should do? Thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, what should you do if the person you after you like, they tell you that they're not ready for a relationship? I'll tell you my answer next. So what would you do if you start, you know, seeing somebody and you like them a lot and, you know, you're friends and, but, you know, you want a relationship and the person tells you, uh, I'm not ready for a relationship. And you don't know what to do because you like them, but you're also friends with them and you don't want to lose them, but you're attracted to them. So should you cut ties or should you just stay friends? Here's my advice. Do what's good for you. Meaning, don't put yourself in a situation of unspoken I pretend we're just friends, but I really like him or like her. I, you know, no pretending. If it's too hard, just cut ties. We can't pretend when we are very attracted to somebody and they're not attracted to us to stay friends and not suffer. I've been there, done that. Don't do like me. Do better than me. Be honest with yourself. There's no shame in going on the other side of the river and continuing your journey without somebody that's just not ready for a relationship. That's okay. You don't want to stay too close. It's going to hurt your feelings. That's my advice. Stay away from somebody who doesn't want to be with you. That's going to help you. You call the next. Bonjour, Sharon. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Sharon. What's going on? How can I help? So I'm polyamorous, and mm -hmm. so is one of my boyfriends. And uh, I have three boyfriends. He has two girlfriends. And other than me, his other girlfriend is pretty emotionally needy and I'm usually very chill okay but, uh, earlier this year he had a work trip that was supposed to be a cruise and he invited me I was supposed to go the cruise got canceled because of this world that we're living in but they ended up changing it to a retreat at a spa and he invited his other girlfriend to go instead of me Mm -hmm. uh, before we find the solution, uh, can you define, um, you know, the rules of your polyamorous relationship? How does it work? Yeah, so um, we have close connections. Uh, we also can, you know, date whoever we want, just keeping an open line of communication. There's not like a primary or secondary like some people have. It's just kind of all even. All right. Now, tell me how you felt when your boyfriend told you he took his other girlfriend to the retreat? I was really upset. You know, it's hard to have kind of clear boundaries in a relationship like this, but I was up to that point kind of his work girlfriend, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I was the one who went to his office Christmas party. 
I'm the face that they saw. And his reasoning was that it was at a spa and it's with pools instead of on open ocean. And I don't like chlorine, but I thought I should have gotten to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So um, why not tell him how you feel? I don't know. I I guess because I'm used to just being so chill and he and I don't really fight. I, I don't want it to be a huge argument, but uh, he asked me first. I, I don't want to feel like I'm the second choice when we're supposed mm -hmm. to be two even participants, you know? Well, I totally understand. I think you're feeling God hurt, and I think it would be wise to tell him how you feel. And so also he learns from you. You know, I, I think that in life, in relationships, family and friends, it's all the same rule. No unspoken. The truth will set you free. And Sharon, there is no reason why not to tell him it hurt your feelings. And you don't want that to happen again. Exactly how you told me. You'll feel liberated by telling him how you feel. Okay. You're probably right. Good. Well, I'm glad you called me and we resolved this. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night, Sharon. All right. Thank you, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go answer Kendra's Instagram question because she's dating a guy who has asked her something, something I actually never heard before, so she doesn't know what she should do. Uh, her Instagram DM is next. Listen to this Instagram DM question from Kendra at Rendez Radio. She goes, Bonjour Simon, the guy I'm dating told me that I'm so hot that he wants me to meet his ex-wife so that he can show me off. I thought he was kidding, but he keeps bringing it up and I think he actually wants me to meet her. So, Simon, does this seem weird to you? And should I go or not? Please advise. So, Kendra, is it weird that your boyfriend want to show you off to his ex? And should you go? I'll answer that next. So, what would you do if your boyfriend told you you were super hot, I'm just quoting Kendra's uh, DM, and that he wants you to meet his ex-wife so he can show you off? Do you think it's weird? And would you go? Really, would you go? Uh, Kendra, here's my advice. It is weird. It is ridiculous. It's childish. It's um, passive-aggressive. And should you go? Absolutely not. Uh, regardless of the fact that he finds you beautiful and attractive, I don't see the point of trying to stick it to the ex-wife for his own vanity, for his own ego, oh, I'm dating a more beautiful woman than you. I mean, who says that? That's juvenile. That's not even juvenile. That's silly. So you shouldn't go and tell him not to mention it again. Man, boy, oh boy, what's going on sometimes? But Kendra, follow my advice. It's a big no-no. Uh, you call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Maria. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Maria. So I understand there's a long-distance dilemma and issue between you and your husband. What's going on? Um, well, it's been about uh, eight months now. He he moved to California for a job, and mm -hmm. you know before he moved, we had uh, we had a lot of arguments about you know did I want to live in California? Did I want to leave my job? And the answer was no. I mean, it straight out was no. And now. There's some jealousy and the insecurity about us living apart. You know, he's really pressuring me to move, but I don't want to leave my job and I don't and I don't have any way to relocate. So is this something worth 
holding on to trying to keep a long distance relationship going with him or you know do I stand up for myself and just kind of you know decide what what do I want out of this okay um, good question but before I can answer that uh, please on a scale of one to ten how much do you love your husband as of now I mean I absolutely love him I would say I love him a ten but some of the issues that we have are just really hard to overcome and, and our differences like you know, he wants to raise a family in California, and I, I think it's more homely to stay here, you know, around our family and around our um, support system, and okay. I, I don't see us being able to do that in California. Okay. Do you think he loves you as much as you love him? You know, I think that's part of where some of the jealousy comes from. I think he loves his job more than he loves me. Mm-hmm. Um... The good news is you guys have no kids together. Not currently, no. So I'm going to ask you this tough question. In your intuition, because women intuition is 100% right all the time, no exception. In your intuition, Maya, do you think this is the end and everybody should go their way? You know, honestly, I think, I think yes, because if I move to California and his job's a priority, he's not going to put me or children first he's always going to put his job first that's the kind of man he is i understand it's hard to see that well i'm sorry to hear this but i'm not going to go against your own intuition so my advice is to follow your intuition and and move on I, i'd rather you guys do that sooner than later so that you can find another man to make a family with to have a family with and he can find somebody who follows his own journey so you know it's painful but remember because you're not parents it won't hurt anybody, any, any kid's heart or anything like this. There will be no consequences, really. A breakup is a breakup. Okay. All right. So I feel like a Debbie Downer, but uh, we're going to go with your intuition, okay? Yeah, I think that's what I needed to hear. Thank you so much, Simon. You're most welcome. All right. Good luck to you. Be strong and, and have a wonderful night. Thank you. You too. You know it, at the end of the show, I have always a special question for you. Tonight, the question is, is it normal to feel bored in your relationship? Let's talk about that next. Do you think it is normal to feel bored in your relationship or not? You know, people say at the beginning of the relationship, especially the first 18 months, things are very exciting, the infatuation, the ooh-la-la-la-la the romance, and then slowly but surely you get used to it and then you move in together and, you know, you get used to each other. It's not as exciting. And then sooner or later, you're going to get bored in your relationship. Is it normal or not? 77% of you voted yes, it is. 23% of you voted no, it's not at Rendezvous Radio. Thank you for that. I think it's totally normal. I think, you know, we're not each other's entertainer. We're each other's partner. And being a little bored, uh, it's very easy to solve. Read a book. Listen to the radio, go outside, take a picture, look at Rendezvous Radio, always great stuff on my social media, just saying a little self-promotion there. Anyway, you know what to do. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thank you for your support. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.